welcome to our podcast. Hello. Episode number seven? Yes. Oh my goodness, number seven. That's almost ten. Getting <laughs> <laughs> round up. That's almost wow. ten. <laughs> this is a math podcast now. <laughs> Send us your favorite math problems. <laughs> <laughs> to talk, read, and Numerology with the Hobbs of Bridget members. <laughs> you should actually seven. sign in to our talk breed account because like a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want people to email us. Yeah, I think a lot of listeners have been emailing questions. Probably. They wanted to answer that poll in our, the last in the last one. Our mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands. Of That's listeners. right. Our international viewership. Or sorry, listenership. Yeah. Correct. From all around the world. Internationally acclaimed podcast. This is our seventh podcast. It is. What time of year is it, friends? It is the first week of Advent. It is. Oh, it is. Oh, look at that. We have four emails. Sorry. I didn't say Christmas. I said Advent. No Christmas carols here. Should we give a little speech about how it's not Christmas? No. I'm kind of tired of everyone doing that. It's like, I, I get it. Like, we already believe it, and so I don't need to be lectured on it. Well, Shane, so. let me tell you. It's not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Advent. You have to know. Okay, thank you. And you why is that? Why, why is that a point to make? Because the world doesn't get it? <laughs> yeah. Also, Advent doesn't start until after Thanksgiving, so get that through your head that as well. That as well. A few days after Thanksgiving. Okay, sorry, that was a little angry. <laughs> um, anyway, what is Advent? What is Advent? Hey, guys, this is what I'm going to ask our kids on Thursday. Okay. Or tell okay. them. <laughs> Advent comes from what Latin word? Mm. Adventus. Oh my gosh, it's correct. Really? Does <laughs> that mean... I took Latin. To the, what do you mean? Add to the wind or what? What does that mean? It means coming or arrival. Mm, interesting. And what's arriving or coming, Shane? Um, a word. <laughs> a, baby Jesus. Oh, who? Baby Jesus. You said what? For, <laughs> I said, the birth yeah, of Christ. I, what okay. is coming? Okay, the birth of Christ is coming, okay. yes. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so, in order to tell you guys about Advent, we're not going to tell you about Advent. We're going to tell you about things that have to do with Advent. Yeah, we're going to just circle around it the whole time. Because <laughs> we all know that you guys probably have heard of Advent before, but maybe you haven't heard of these cool listens. side stories. I don't think anyone who listens to our podcast has ever heard of Advent. Oh, should that's we, should we assume happy. ignorance? Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Anyway... Advent yes. is the four weeks leading up to Christmas. It's it usually not even four weeks long. It's like the four Four Sundays. and a half, yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Do I want to talk about candles? I don't really want to right now. No. no. There, there are There's four of them. You should know that one is pink. One. Rose. 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 Pardon Rose. me. Excuse you. Okay. <laughs> Shane, you're over there, you have papers, and we're laughing at I'm them. I'm ready. You know what? Actually, I want to start with, earlier today, Shane was staring at the computer screen, and no one, everyone's just doing their work, and Shane goes, everyone, I can't even say it without laughing. I don't remember what you're talking about. What Shane is this? goes, everyone always asks, where is Shane, or who is Shane, but no one ever asks, how is Shane? <laughs> and then I just turned, and we're like... What? So I want to start this podcast segment with, how are you, Shane? How is Shane? This needs to be like a weekly bit. Just like, we check in with a different question. Why is Shane? Why is <laughs> so next is week? Shane? Who is Shane? How is Shane? Oh Shane? my gosh. 
Well, how am I? I, I think you have to talk to like um, my parents and my school to find out how I came to get be. No, here. you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. This is a good week. Um, I'm really excited for a lot of the Advent happenings, including this Sunday evening. We're having our lessons and carol service with some sweet Christmas treats afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Maddie here is, is jumping the gun by eating chips. our imported, mind you, American chocolate chips. I'm having three. All, that, that was, I, I think, three, three handfuls. But. <laughs> that was three individual chocolate chips. Show them about Michelle yeah. So, yeah, Re- Michelle very graciously imported or smuggled, whatever you want to call it, three, three items from the U.S. for us. One being peanut butter, another chocolate chips, and I forget the last one. Oh, but um, pumpkin. pumpkin and um we, she was like so that chocolate chip bag you'll notice it's extra big it could probably make a double batch of chocolate chip cookies if you want and then did we make a, a double batch of chocolate chip Instead, cookies we didn't even make a single no. batch we just ate the chocolate chips no we went up. downstairs and we got spoons we <laughs> oh got true spoonfuls of peanut butter and, and then put, put them on top on it. oh my gosh guys. So, th- so that answers your question shane is very good because shane of chocolate great. chips okay what is all those papers all right all right all right, all right. Tell well me now. you have a choose your own adventure here would you rather i tell you about the origins of the christmas nativity scene with saint francis or about some of the world's weirdest christmas traditions Wait, what are you talking about, St. Francis? Uh, St. Francis of Assisi. He was the man who created the first Christmas nativity set, or inspired it, rather. Whoa. Which would you like to hear about? Um, well, since you asked us earlier if there were any... What did you say? Restriction, restrictions. Content restrictions. I thought you said continent restrictions. No, content. Content. Yes. I was wondering why you responded, we don't have any continent restrictions. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. Okay, guys, once again, we're not We don't have any fully. continent restrictions. The second one, the one you were laughing at. Okay, okay. So Sorry. let me let me introduce you guys to the amazing world of uh, Christmas traditions. Okay, I've only got four. I'll be brief. I'm not okay. doing the whole okay, thing, yeah, but four my the top ones I found, and I think maybe we should incorporate some of them into our lives, especially at Newman. Is okay. in Venezuela at the in the capital of Caracas. Am I saying that wrong? Caracas, Caracas. Okay. Um, the city dwellers, <laughs> is it? No. Okay, the city dwellers will make their way to Christmas morning mass every year as a family on roller skates. <laughs> That's not real. Apparently it is. Wait, and that no. it's now so well established that the city streets will close to traffic on Christmas morning so that the skating congregation can make it in. Oh, wait, here we are. Play us a pronunciation. Caracas. 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 Okay. That sounds very American, but yes, I like it. Why? Um, it doesn't actually say. It just said that... Just that children will sleep with their skates tied around their toes, like the laces, and one other skate dangling from the window so that their friends can wake them by tugging on the laces. That's all it says. <laughs> but I want to know more about this. Wouldn't that be so cool if we all skated to Newman? Because we can't ice skate. You can't ice skate in Caracas either. Caracas. Instead, you'll have to roller skate there. That's... I would break my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you find yourself yeah, with a, a much smaller mass attendance from all the people attending A&E. So wait, are they going to mass in these rollerblades? Yeah, yeah. So you go to mass in rollerblades on Christmas. I kind of like that. There's like a joyful, playful, like magical <laughs> element to it. Maybe you bring your shoes with you and you change while you're there. I wouldn't want you rolling up to Eucharist, but like, you know, I think it could be fun. <laughs> okay. 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 Now in Ukraine... Yeah. Um, there's a legend that inspired this uh, artistic tradition, which is that there was a, um, a poor widow who could not afford to decorate her tree for her children around Christmas. So legend has it that spiders in the house took pity on the poor family's Aww. plight and spun beautiful webs all over the tree 
to which the children awoke on Christmas morning to find covered in bright and shimmery dew. And so now, in Ukraine, they decorate their trees with cobwebs. <laughs> and That's kind of fun. Yeah, not always real cobwebs, but just like um, it's like string oh, that will be shiny, like a, co- a dewy cobweb. Where would you get real co- cobwebs from? I guess you just from the house, right? Like, you just gently uh, take them off. Okay. So they make theirs out of string or shiny strands. And also you would have spiders in the tree. Yeah, I don't think I'd want that. <laughs> just saying. So are spiders not like uh, evidently not. That was my thought. It's a sort of a spooky Advent uh, tradition. Hmm. But then, spooky. for number three, in South Africa, um, as opposed to our typical Christmas food, which might be, like, in America, would be, like, ham and other things. Don't but... you mean Advent food? Oh, sorry. Advent <laughs> food. But in, in Ireland, you might have, like, minced pies and turkey. Um, in South Africa, however, something high on the list of Christmas Advent foods are Don't say um, dog. fried caterpillars. <laughs> Why would he say dog? <laughs> I didn't want it to be. However, these are the pine tree emperor moth caterpillars or Christmas caterpillars, which are covered in, colored in festive hues, apparently. What are they called? So these colorful How caterpillars. They're called yeah. pine tree emperor moth or Christmas caterpillars. See these guys there? The red and green. Ca- they're red and green even. That's kind of cool. Wow. They really are colorful. You should look these up, friends. Imagine eat, fri- Wait, eating fried versions of them. Listen Whoa. Now, last but not least, and this is the one that I thought might have a content restriction, so we'll see if we can edit out the, the words for it, is in, um, where is this shit? I have shit? no where idea what you're about to say. I'm scared. Um, <laughs> where, where, is it, where is it called? Oh, so in Catalonia, Spain, uh, so the area around Barcelona, there's a tradition um, called Tío de Nadal, where, or the Christmas log, as we might know it, where... Children will make out of a hollow log, um, uh, they'll, sorry, they'll add to it sticks, a smile, and a red hat, making a little sort of like happy looking guy sort of cre- creation. And then on between December 8th and Christmas Eve, the children continually feed the log little treats and water and leave them under a blanket to stay warm. Wait, wait, but, but, wait, but, wait can, can we just clarify something? This yeah, is a like chocolate sure. log? Uh, I don't think so. I think I maybe, it maybe it depends. These look like real logs to me. Oh, so they I think real logs. I think our our Christmas logs, our Yule logs, are like chocolate cakes. Yeah. This is a real log that they've made dressed up like a little man. What's the difference between a stick and a log? Um, log. Well, these are quite thick. They ha- the log is bigger, right? They're using like a disc of a log to put a face on I it. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, now I'm... So it's like, imagine a little like stick figure guy with a pretty huge face because the face is the log. Sure, sure, sure. And then they put a little hat on him and stuff and okay. the sticks of the legs. But... So they leave him under a blanket, they're feeding him, they're giving him water. But on Christmas Eve, children are tasked with beating the log with sticks while singing <laughs> traditional songs that include amazing lyrics such as, quote, poop log, poop nuggets, <laughs> hazelnuts, and motto cheese. If you don't poop well, we'll hit you with a stick. Poop log. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then after Tio de Nadal has been properly beaten and serenaded. Yeah, I think so. Like Uncle Christmas. But after he's been properly beaten and serenaded, the log will magically poop out presents and candy, where he is then considered useless and thrown into the fire for warmth. That's hilarious. My friend doesn't love that. Poop log, poop log. Anyways, that is that might be. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why we're. That might be the utmost 
uh, extreme and yet mischievous Christmas or Advent tradition I've ever heard of. Can we bring it to Ireland anyway? Can we? Can we? Can we like make that uh, religious and in any way? Is there any way we can like save this tradition for yeah, the West, for the the Anglo yeah. world? I I mean, maybe if we didn't beat it with a stick and we did everything else, it might be but how okay. Do you get it to poop? Well, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't understand. I think okay, okay. Here's how my here's my thought. We we ditch the log. We dress up our chimneys as as people, and we feed the chimneys cookies and water every night. And then we're just and then just the, the crib. The, <laughs> No, your parents are taking care of the food in the nighttime, but like then, then you on the day of you wake up and all the presents are at the base of the chimney, and your house is happy because you fed the house. Maybe that's it, and you call your house Uncle Christmas. <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah. Oh, so does the, the chimney poop out gifts? I don't know. How does the log? Please explain to me. The poop. Is log. it just like? They beat it, and then they go to bed, and the parents... Yes, like, it's, oh, they beat okay. it on Christmas I, Eve, and then on the next day, it has generated gifts. I missed gifts. the next day part, I thought it was actually... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the parents are, like, sliding their presents like, underneath the blanket, like... How does this work? I still don't get the whole, like, why did... Why did they ever support this violent tradition? It's like, all right, kids, tend to go take your anger out on the log. Your uncle. <laughs> your uncle Christmas. There's some of the great ones. Like I won't go into them, but Sweden has the Yule goat. This one's a little more famous. Oh but yeah, I've heard of the Yule yeah, goat. Yeah, Santa's so. goat, which apparently has power to control the devil. Um, <laughs> in Japan, where they don't really celebrate Christmas, instead Christmas is when they everyone goes to KFC. That's like their new thing. Oh. Um, and I'm still surprised <clears throat> KFC has made it outside of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very popular in East it's Asia. Derived. Very popular in East Africa. Mm, it's not popular too. in America. It's, it's like medium popular. I, I guess because you can get proper fried chicken, but if you're elsewhere, it's like probably the, the best thing, you know? Sure. Okay. Um, there's also a, you put a pickle in your tree in Germany. That's a cool one. Uh, we used to do that. Yeah, the Christmas We're pickle. German. I don't know why we would do that. Uh, there's a couple other replacements for Santa Claus. It's funny about the Yule goat. What? <laughs> that people keep stealing it every year. Oh, there's a real goat? No, there's the giant Christmas goat that they put out. Oh, hold on. That's horrible. No, it's really... Hold on. Goo-goo? No, they keep burning it. That's what happens. Oh, isn't that intentional? Oh, no. no. You're, oh, you're right. I see. As you may have anticipated, a giant creature made of straw is easy prey for pranksters with fire. Where is this? And many Yule goats meet their demise each year. Sweden? Yes. <clears throat> Let's see. Are you going to Sweden, Maddie, for Christmas? I am. I'm going to start. Oh, that's home. a beautiful looking thing. It's yeah, so pretty. Yeah, they keep burning it. Oh, I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, just... it is made of straw, to be fair. Yeah, and then they like keep putting up like heightened security <laughs> to protect um, the straw. Yeah, but are the red oh, ones? Look, 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 look at Oh my this. gosh, there's look a this. there's a list of which have died and which have survived, colored <laughs> in red and green. <laughs> So, and it's almost entirely red. <laughs> Go let's on. See. And it's yeah, and it. <laughs> Hold on. Can you describe what you guys are looking at? Because I'm not even. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. It's this a Wikipedia, Wikipedia list on this goat of all oh, the of the goats of have, every year. They have year, security editions, date of destruction, and method of destruction. <laughs> date of destruction. 1966 fire. 1969, fire. 1970. Through 1979. Six hours after construction, <laughs> fire. fire. Smashed to pieces, collapsed. Smashed to pieces. Oh, my God. 72 collapsed, 73 stolen. Oh, there's so much. It's huge. How many, how many have survived? So far, only fire. three. No, hold on. 
74 fire, 75 collapse, 76 hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> fire. Kicked to 78 kicked to pieces. Where did they uh, oh fire? fire? It's in like a nineteen park, maybe. Okay, so so far we've I'm got seeing four surviving 68. out of like 30 years. Survive. Let's see. Fire, legs destroyed. Fire, fire, fire. Oh, there's, survived, there's fire, six, fire. seven, eight. Yeah, survived. Fire, fire, survived, survived, fire, survived, survived Nine. with damage, which it was damaged by fireworks. We <laughs> <laughs> um, had nine survive fire, fire. over 50 years. This one years. was destroyed with both Ten, fire actually. and water. And okay. The natural science. Got, got thrown goes, into the river. <laughs> yes. Um, then oh, 11. Okay. Fire, survived. Fire, 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 survived, survived, fire, fire. Yeah, it 14. keeps going. 15 have survived. So, 2019, <laughs> it's been up for two days, and it's still standing. Currently oh, as of right stand. now? Yeah. Guys, yeah. we gotta see it before it disappears. Maybe there know. is. We'll pull it up later, but... Anyways, well, those are... I think yeah, so 2018, <laughs> the, um, the things that were added were fencing, cameras, guards, taxi rank to increase numbers of people nearby, <laughs> and it survived. Oh my gosh. Well... Well, that's so that that was my <laughs> bit though. So thank you for hearing all of our odd global advent traditions. What do you guys have? I don't know. I prepared some serious stuff. So okay. I don't think we should transition. To Will we do yours yet. last? Maybe. Yeah. I guess I could tell what my family does for Advent. Yeah, go on. Well, should I say the normal things we do first, or? Mm. Pick your poison. Okay, so like we decorate cookies on Christmas Eve. Isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. And oh, I, when I was a kid, we would have family dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family doesn't really do this anymore. No, okay. we would sit at the table and we'd have family dinner, and then we had this like Advent book we'd read from, mm-hmm. and you'd like add a sticker to the nativity scene every day, and my dad would like read the Bible to us. Oh, isn't that nice? Wow, that's nice. They don't Better, do than that. <laughs> Better than chocolate. Better than chocolate. And then we like light the Advent wreath. One year, my mom took each of us to the dollar store. This is when there was only like five of us. Hmm. Yeah. And we all got gifts for each other in secret. And then Thomas got really mad because we all got him soap separately. <laughs> 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 um, what else? Did you, did you, would you guys do advent calendar calendars? Yeah. Talk? That's what I'm going to talk about. Oh, you are? Yeah. Ours Ooh. is like um, a Santa. Oh, really? Um, but... Can I share an odd uh, tradition that my family did? Yeah, yeah. It was less at my hometown, but in my mom's hometown, if we were ever visiting, they had um, kind of like a drive-through Santa's village, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. it was you put it they put it on one of the main boulevards, and there's all these little kiosks right outside the left side window of your car, yeah. and you drive through like twenty of them in a row to see the light displays they have, and people are in them giving you little gifts, and it's usually like local businesses would like give you treats or stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always really enjoyed that as a kid, getting, like, free potato chips and stuff from these places. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, so were there, like, Christmas lights and stuff? Yeah, they're, like, little, little sheds that you would drive past, mm-hmm. and they decorate them on their own, and they give you stuff. And the, it's, like, something that the kids can stay warm because it's freezing yeah. in Pennsylvania. You get out of the car? No. no, it's literally a drive through and we put your window down, and they yeah, give yeah. things to you. But mm-hmm. uh, here in Dublin, up by O'Connell Street, and I think there's a Parnell Square or near there, there's um, the moving... Knit crib or the moving nativity. Have you heard of this? I've um, heard of it because you were looking at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine everything tasteful about Advent, such as like uh, our Christmas nativity sets, little gifts and stuff, and mix that with Disney animatronics. 
and then it's you've a small got world. you've got the it's a small world version of um, the Christmas nativity. It's yeah. kind of funny, but apparently it's been around for ages, like since a couple of decades now. Um, but yeah, I feel like that reminded me of this somehow, mm-hmm. and so maybe we'll go see that one of these yeah. days. Another thing, my siblings and I do without my parents during Advent, mm-hmm. which I will be missing this year because I'm not going home, and I'm very sad. Is a thing called Chicken Nugget Day. <laughs> <laughs> And my mom will be so ashamed that I'm even sharing this. I don't (laughs) care. So we all get in the car together, the seven of us, Mm -hmm. and we go to McDonald's, and we order 140 chicken nuggets. Anyone listening to this will never look at me the same. (laughs) And then we all toast. There are a lot of you guys, to be fair. Yeah, and we all have... My brothers are so funny when we do it. That's only 20 chicken nuggets each. Yeah, exactly. Not that many. It's only $35. It's really... No, I... There's no way I could eat 20 chicken nuggets, but my brother Matthew had like 35. 35, yeah. That's amazing. But we all toast to nuggy season. It's just a great bonding experience. (laughs) And no one else is allowed to be there. Um, And it's fun. It's just fun. You don't even need that much yeah. meat, do you? <laughs> so I'm pretty sad I'm missing it this Aww. year. But I have to order 20 less. I'll just like eat some chicken nuggets here. <laughs> FaceTime them. Maddie, tell us about advent calendars. Okay. Um, so they originated in Germany. Germany. Which I'm really sad. Like, I almost bought an advent calendar when I went and visited Heidelberg. Oh, and apparently advent calendars originated in Germany. That and I didn't buy cool. one. Anyway, so... I texted you and told you to pass, but... No, it's okay. It was yeah. kind of big and expensive. And it wasn't wooden. It wasn't, oh, you know, it was like it was cloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you hang. Um, yeah, it was still pretty. I liked it. Um, so it's a German Protestant tradition. Oh. And it stems Ooh. from German religious Germans in the early 19th century would draw chalk lines on their house to count down to Christmas. Hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see, it says sometime in the early early 20th century, either 1902 or 1908, depending on who you believe. I don't know what that means. The first printed calendars appeared, and um, the person who is credited with making the first printed advent calendar is someone called Gerhard Lang. Oh. No, sorry. That was wrong. That was wrong. Anyway. It was wrong. It was wrong. That was wrong. Oh, fake news. Cut that out. Okay, yeah, I will. (laughs) Shane's like, I know him. (laughs) Like, Harris Lang does play a part in the story. Um, So, yeah, either 1902 or 1908, I think magazines started putting little, like, printed ones in. Rip it out Um, and put it up in your house. Yeah, yeah, and then um, Gerhard Lang invented the small doors on the advent calendar in the 1920s. So he is credited as being like the inventor of the modern advent calendar. I see, I see. Yeah, because he put the doors on, and that's a big part of the advent calendar, I think. And let's see. Oh, and one cute thing that this reminds me of what your family does. Um, chicken nuggets. Yes, <laughs> they started putting chicken nuggets behind the doors. Oh my gosh! No, no way. <laughs> no, they started adding short Bible verses behind the doors alongside the pictures. Um, oh, that were in the that were on the calendar. Wow! Imagine, um, imagine giving you know you know. Oh, oh, real quick, I just want to interject. In Ireland, they only have like, ones with the chocolate behind it. And I've complained about this before, but yeah. imagine giving a kid an advent calendar here, and he's like, "Oh yeah, day one, here it comes, Cadbury," and there's like just a piece of paper with a Bible, Bible verse. verse. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Wait, do you think that has anything to do with like, um, you know, like Solo's Epiphany? Oh. Uh, when you do the chalk on the top of the door. I was wondering oh, about that. Maybe. Like all know. this chalk on your house. I don't, I don't know. know. This, this website does say like many other aspects of modern Christmas practices. Um, so oh. apparently it's from Germany. Uh, so apparently the Germans invented a lot of our Christmas things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerhard Lang, his business closed shortly before the outbreak of war. And then um, the Nazi Nazi Germany banned printing calendars with pictures on them, which mm. is interesting. I don't know why. Wow. Propaganda what? reason, but... Um, <laughs> That's kind of stunning. <laughs> yeah, so they banned um, calendars with pictures on them, and so the advent calendar was kind of dead for a while. And then after the war ended, a man named Richard Selmar of Stuttgart, but he got a permit from the US to begin printing and selling advent calendars again. So he brought them back. And um, his company's called Selmar Verlag. It is, it remains one of the most important producers of such calendars, according to this website, that is not the Selmar uh, Verlag website. I did find their website and they hmm. give us basically the same information. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. And then capitalism came and <laughs> consumerism and that's when they started um, putting chocolate in the calendars. That was in the 1950s yeah. United oh, States. Called um, it. <laughs> and actually Dwight D. Eisenhower is credited with bringing this tradition to the U.S. because um, but the chocolate is never great in them. Let's all be honest. The Reese's one is fun. The Reese's one is good. Yeah, but that has American innovation, so... That's you true. Know. Anyway, so <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower is actually credited with popularizing the advent calendar in the United States wow. because a picture a picture was taken of him and his family at Christmas, and they were opening up like one of the doors of an advent calendar, and... Hmm. This newspaper picture like went all over the U.S. and then they started appearing everywhere because everyone wanted to, wanted to be, be like, like the guys. Eisenhauser, Aww. like the Eisenhowers. Um, I really like the so this website is called doinghistoryinpublic.org. Anyway, so it says um, this last sentence I really like. It says today they are a global phenomenon, even seeing a boost in popularity in recent years. But at their heart, they retain the essence of counting down the days. Vi- Vi- that began with those simple chalk scratches. I like that there's still, like, that's a sense of um, preparing and waiting for Christmas. Yeah. We don't just, like, get Christmas. We have to prepare our hearts for it and prepare ourselves. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and we get to count down. It's just kind of a cool uh, history. I thought the part about the Nazis banning calendars was especially interesting. Because somehow this tradition survived. Yeah. Despite... um, you know, there there was also apparently a shortage of cardboard and paper, and so it was kind of they said it was miraculous that this guy got a got a permit to start selling wow. um, paper calendars again because mm-hmm. there was such a paper shortage. I want us <coughs> to get a little more serious. So I um, part of Father Bill's homily on Sunday just like really hit me, so I'm gonna read it aloud to you guys. We're gonna reflect. So this is from December first was towards the end of his homily. It's actually on our website, newman.nd.edu, if you're interested. But he said, Jesus comes to us in his time and in his way, just as he will come to us at the end of time. And when he arrives, he hopes to find us awaiting and watchful in prayer, not because we are gloomy, anything but. Yes, because we are lost, but we know it and wish to be found. Yes, because we are in darkness, 
but we know it and are looking for light. I just think that uh, this idea of waiting and watching in prayer has been coming up a lot um, in the last week for me at least. And you were just talking about it now, like with the Advent calendars, like yeah. it's a way of counting down and waiting for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what are you guys feeling? This word, waiting. For myself at least, like you said, I when I was little I didn't really think about that waiting, you know, and I still oftentimes forget just because I get so caught up with all the stuff happening day to day. When I think about it, I try to imagine what that must have felt like before the coming of Christ, like literally, you know, in, in a way, this sort of prehistory in, in, in a sense. Um, there, there's a much deeper theology too, like the temporal coming of Christ, but um, I still think that that waiting must have been pretty crazy uh, to have no clue of this promise that was going to be fulfilled just just our anticipation of it and our thoughts of what it might be and then for everything to subvert your expectations and to happen in a very odd and small and quiet way um but also a very powerful way Mm -hmm. you know i try to remember that this time of year yeah i've been thinking about waiting as well lately and you always think like okay it's just you sit there and you wait (laughs) and it's boring but um waiting is not Waiting with anticipation. Yeah, Yeah, if you wait in anticipation and enjoy, it's not passive. It's It's kind of exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And Artese reading last night towards the end. Shane, I think you chose the reading, didn't you? I chose both, yeah. At the end it was, For who hopes for what is seen, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I see a lot of similarities between Advent and Lent, Mm. um, because they're both seasons of waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting how differently we come at mm-hmm. these these seasons um and i guess you know um, it's i mean it's for the reason that lent here um you know mimicking jesus's time in the desert and all these other things but like the same ideas we're waiting for god to come or we're waiting for jesus to come mm-hmm. um and in two different ways and i don't know i just I really like that we as Catholics Catholics put such a good emphasis on such a big emphasis on waiting and anticipating and I think it makes you able to wait with that kind of joy and hope mm-hmm. in things other than liturgical seasons. Um, I think that leaks over into your life and your approach to being able to wait with joy and mm-hmm. and with hope yeah. in all things. I love that idea of waiting in joy. Mm-hmm. I heard a homily about that like three years ago and it still sticks with me. Yeah. And he was like, you can choose joy in the moment that you're in right now. Yeah. And like I could be excited for Christmas and I'm excited for presents and mass and whatever. But the joy that I'll have on that day, I can also experience every day leading up to that. Yeah, I can choose joy in the anticipation to that. And I think that is the best part of being Christian. Like, I can have joy in all this waiting, Mm. and then also joy when it actually happens. It's the same kind of joy. Your joy has been made full or made complete, right? Mm -hmm. And you can choose it. Just like you choose to love, Mm. you can choose joy. Mm. And there's a difference between joy and happiness in that way. Anyway. Thank you, I like that. That's what I think about. This is a fun podcast. What? Do you want to hear this too? Oh, yeah, tell us about Francis of Assisi. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, so another, what do you call it, anticipatory tradition that we have 
um, is the making of the Christmas nativity scene or the crash as some people will call it, which would be French, <laughs> French for crib. Yeah. Um, and so this tradition actually was began or began, um, primarily in relation to St. Francis of Assisi in that after he came back from the Holy land, from his trip there to attempt to convert Islamic powers, um, he apparently stopped in one of his towns that he was known to retreat to, Greccio, which is a hillside town. And noticing the caves out nearby outside of the city there, they reminded him of some of the caves they saw in the Holy Land. And he wanted to try and recreate um, a bit of that Holy Land here. So he asked the lord of the town, who apparently had become one of his, his followers, like a third order follower in a sense, um, if he would be interested in, in helping with this project. And apparently he said, yes, we'll take to it. And a little while later, when St. Francis came back um, to visit, they had in one of these caves um, put a little bit of straw down on a rock and a model of the baby Jesus Mm -hmm. and then had brought in a literal, uh, I think it was a a cow and a donkey. Let's see. There we are. I think just the two animals. So it didn't look like we had it today with all the the angels or the shepherds or even Mary and and Joseph in there. Um, it was just Jesus and the animals, so it was like a bit of the stable focused on him. But as the biographers of St. Francis say, uh, apparently at the same time there was a vision where the people that were present at that first that first crash uh, saw the baby Jesus himself sort of like emanating from mm-hmm. where the, the model baby Jesus was. And so yeah, the tradition had caught on since then as people slowly started to make their own versions, you know. They'd, like I said, add characters that are from other parts of the Bible, even if they're from different Gospels. Mm-hmm. They would still piece it all together. And the tradition now, to my understanding, is to add people over time. So that same kind of like unfolding of the Advent calendars. You add characters slowly, 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 but you don't add the baby Jesus until Christmas Day. Is that correct? I Typically. That's what my family would do. Yeah. I'd say that's a common tradition mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I thought it was cool to, to realize that... Um, in a way, it, it feels like we tell stories about saints that can feel far away to me sometimes. Yeah. But then this is one that so many people have encountered. So many people still mm-hmm. do. So many non-Catholics still use. And to think that it was something started by this literal man. Like, like liter- literally St. Francis was the one that uh, yeah. set this yeah. in motion. Um, I think that's really cool to think that his tradition is still used every year. You know, right. thousands of families. Yeah, I didn't realize he was the one who started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, um, yeah. I was in Rome, I went to a CC the week after Christmas, one of the times, mm-hmm. and they have a huge, like, life-size nativity uh, in front of the church there. It was really cool. Do you guys want to hear some jokes to wrap this podcast up? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> these are elf jokes, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music do elves like best? Christmas music. Yeah, carols. No. <laughs> Rap music. W-R-A-P um, What kind of money do elves use? <laughs> Shillings Coins Jing- Jingle bills Oh that's pretty stretch <laughs> Go on, go on, give us some um, more Here's the real good one. Oh, this is a good one Wait, why did the elves ask the turkey to join the band? Um, I don't know So he could gobble? <laughs> because he had the drumsticks uh, <laughs> come on guys yeah. I don't know <laughs> um, what do you call what do you call a greedy elf a greedy elf I don't know I'm so bad at these elfish oh my oh, god that was right there um, it was right there 
of it's right in front of us. Um, All why, of these are. Why, or what do elves sing to Santa on cold nights? Oh my gosh. I have no clue. Freeze a jolly good fellow. Freeze, Freeze? a jolly good fellow? Okay. That'll make him cool. <laughs> Freeze. Uh, how do elves greet each other? They tickle their ears. Yeah. Small world, isn't it? Oh my gosh. That's what? So, they just say that to each other. <laughs> um, Small world, I'm going to end on a good one. But I don't know if there's any good ones. Find us a great one. Okay, what's the first thing elves learn in school? Oh, I don't know. Rap. I, I don't Think know. Think about it. I bet you guys. I bet. Let's think. Let's let's debate this. Okay. No. Yeah, what we, do you learn we in school? We need to what put our minds together. Reading, writing, talking. Okay. 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 Go so literally reading, reading, writing. Yeah. So what do you got to do before you learn to read and write? You yes, need so. to know to talk. Sure. It's <laughs> like a little song you may sing that has to do with the alphabet. The alphabet. The alphabet. The peanut butter on her head. This oh peanut gosh. butter smells so good. Sometimes you I just, just keep open opening it. it and sniffing our <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Well, well, that was Advent. Happy Advent. We're all finished. Um. Take yeah. some time to sit in joyful anticipation this season. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, thanks a million. Bye. 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 Bye.